All right, welcome back to the Alternate Shot Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Matt. And we are back from the 4th of July hiatus. Apologies for the delay, but we are here back in force at the new world headquarters. Matt, what are your thoughts? Uh, I feel like I'm in Madison Square Garden. There's a a (laughs) 25-foot ceiling, parquet floor, Brazilian cherry wood floor. No, it's true, though. It's funny because when we first moved in here, my first thought was... Could we put a basketball hoop and could I paint a regulation three-point uh, arc on the floor? Now, it's not that big. It's just very narrow and very long. But what are your thoughts? Do you think we could actually is – that, is that an actual regulation? Maybe college, not not pro. I mean, point. you couldn't do an arc. You could do like a straight no, like, line. You could the shoot free throws. If you, you measured, it, if you measured it. Now, our couch can't fit – uh, ac- across the room, it like it literally touches the kitchen. We're wall. facing the refrigerator, so it's not this. Uh, and the television yeah, is. It's 90 not a gossip girl apartment, right. like like it sounds. I like the place; it's cool. No, it's a great place. I finally have. Um, we were traveling for the fourth. I finally so. have enough distance for a real, a real putting contest on the floor here. Yeah, well, that could be the housewarming gift. We'll get you a thirty-foot-long putting green. Right, you graduate from like the six-footer apartment to like the 12-footer apartment, and we finally have our uh, 20-foot apartment. It might be the same square footage. It's just Oh, it's the same square footage. No question. It's the same square footage, just a different arrangement. Right. On the, the apartment, golf. The apartment is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. It is, it is it's a, definite, golf. It is a yes. definite upgrade. While we were on the 4th of July holiday, a lot of very interesting things happened in the game of golf. No, we went away, and Matt, you and I went away together, and we thought we were all we were going to be talking B-Dog about. dog was there. She was there. She was. All, we thought all we were going to be talking about was the old guys right? The senior tour event. But some other things happened first. You want to talk news first or you want to talk results first? Let's talk news first. We'll end up with the results and then we'll work our way through the end of the event. Okay. Rory Twitter cannot be the biggest news. And we can't start every episode with Rory. So let's start it with Bones. Okay. So Bones found a new job and what's Bones doing? Bones did find a new job. Um, before that though, I in reading some of the the post the post breakup comments, you know, Phil was talking about how this was in the making, this had been in the works, um, and that he kind of knew during the St. Jude, that final round at the St. Jude, that if he didn't play at Aaron Hills, that that would be their last round together. And we talked in our U.S. Open preview about how Phil was tied for the lead at one point and kind of let that one slip away. And when I read that, it was it made it made it somehow even more sad that they were that close uh, to winning their last time out together, um, and didn't. And, and maybe that was part of what uh, you know Phil said. You know, I, I wasn't focused on winning. I, I played like a rookie. Was disappointed in his mindset. Maybe that had something to do with it. I thought that was a really interesting revelation by him. Well, didn't you say that you don't quit your job unless you have a better one lined up? That was your line, right? Yeah. Well, this is kind of like well, the I don't dream. Think it's my line. I, I used it recently. No, but you said it last pod. And my point is that is there any better job for any retired any athlete that ends up out of the game than the booth? Right. The booth is where we all want to be. Uh, Faxon ended up. We talked about Faxon ending up at Fox. <coughs> how he's done well, but this is the first time that I can remember a caddy actually making it to the big leagues. And it has to be, I would say, as cool as it would be to be Phil's caddy. Being a primetime golf, uh, even if he's just a color guy on the ground, uh, like a Malpy style kind of guy, um, it's a, it's a massive career upgrade well, for a guy he, like is, Bones. Is, I think is he Golf Channel only, or is he? No, he's NBC. Whole NBC family is going to be walking around. Well, he's NBC Golf Channel, so they 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 have had a history of trading back and forth between the two. So um, ever since they acquired the Golf Channel, uh, guys have gone back and forth. My point is, 
even if they put him into the uh, you know the, the you know double A down there. Yeah, at, but sometimes you know, they don't put. Yeah, but but if he's good, I'm telling you what, it's not the it's not the worst uh, career move for him. No, I know. I, I I don't think I ever have ever seen Frank Nablo on NBC though. He's kind of he just hangs out in Orlando on the Golf Channel. Yeah, but okay. But what about Faraday? He's a unique. So I don't know. Let me, we'll see what Bones does. I I I haven't seen if he's going to be walking the grounds and doing well, NBC actual coverage. But it, it doesn't yeah, but matter. That, but. A, yeah, but Faraday's a guy that like unorthodox because he was good. He made it the big time. I'm just saying maybe Bones is good. Who knows? No, maybe he will be. I, I think that the caddy perspective will be pretty interesting. There's, you know, I can't think of any examples where, uh, where someone's made that jump. I, I think it'll be very unique to hear his opinion on what people should be doing, what clubs are they're, they're thinking about, what the wind's doing, all that sort of stuff. It'll be a very interesting perspective. One that uh, I don't think we've had any exposure to in the past. And I think Bones brings, you know, a lot of the value in those guys, you mentioned Faraday, um, you know, any sort of color commentator, we were talking about Johnny Miller versus Azinger and how one has kind of been in the big moment where the other hasn't. You know, I think Bones can, Bones has been there. He hasn't been holding the club per se, but he's been in every big moment you can conceive and can certainly lend appropriate context to what's what's happening. So I think it'll be interesting. I, I don't know. Um, I've never seen him on TV. I don't know if he's a natural fit for it, but the way that you see a lot of former players just kind of sit behind the desk, spend a week, you know, figuring it out and, and doing really well at the job. I, I seen a reason why bones can't do that. I was surprised though, that he so quickly took this job and, uh, didn't at least entertain working for someone else. Maybe that's a something for next year. Um, do you he think wants though, to kind of he wants know. to let you the breakup were, if settle. You work for and, Phil, if you work for Phil, I mean, look, I'm not the biggest Phil guy, you know that, but you work for Phil and Phil says, "Hey, time to move on." To your point last week, I mean, maybe they had this whole thing kind of arranged and it was it wasn't as sour grapes as I thought it was. Uh, but it was I thought it was really cool to see him make this move. What are your expectations? Think it'll be good? I think he's going to be great. You know why? Because if there's a more analytical caddy on the tour, I have not seen it. The guy uh, breaks it down, as you said, you know, to the half yard. And, you know, there are different kinds of hooks, different kinds of wind, different kinds of punch shots. And for him to be able to provide insight on what the player caddy conversation is, is something that I think is a totally unique angle that NBC is going to have that uh, none of the other networks are going to have. Now, will it bother you that when a shot that goes to the viewers left, he calls that a fade? <laughs> Actually, it's. I was thinking about that. I was like, so is he going to have to like convert his whole, you know, his whole left right thing because the rest of the world calls things fades and draw? Like Johnny Miller doesn't call it a, you know, a fade when a. You know, when a right-handed guy hits a draw, right? But Bones would because he's been a lefty caddy. You're well, right. I'm not sure he would. I mean, I, I my brain is. I think Bones is, is a big enough. The lefties know we're weird. I think Bones is a big enough pro that he, he can switch back to the you know the right side of the world. We'll see. I hope he doesn't. Just despite you. <laughs> Look, I'm looking forward to the breakdown. If Bones can bring half of what he brought to that uh, that tee box conversation you referenced last mm-hmm. time, it will be worthwhile tuning in to NBC and it will be worth the money they're paying him because they just don't have that angle. And by the way, there aren't a lot of caddies out there that can, and there aren't, actually there aren't a lot of players out there. Look, if, if the, we've all seen the experiments where players come on to or come onto the box and just fail, they're just not good. Um, look, if bones can do it, 
maybe it will pave the way for more tour caddies to come on and and uh, give us their perspective because I think it's an underrepresented uh, part of the TV coverage. I think it's a very, very cool angle, and I, I'm just looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, I mean, it, it had never occurred to me to to get the caddy perspective. I know, and you know, we we like to do the cross sport references here. I I think about in in baseball, it seems like the 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 pipeline from successful catcher either ends up where you are a manager or you're in the booth because you have to quarterback the entire game, right? And similarly, quarterbacks end up in the booth. Um, you know, basketball, you see point guards uh, often go coach or, or in the booth. This is just a different um, a different vantage point and, and one that I had never considered would would happen. If you said, let's, let's list 10 potential landing spots for Bones, I don't think, um, you know, with a mic in hand this quickly would have been one of them. So surprising, and I hope he does well. I, I think it'll be... I think it'll be interesting to to say the least. So what do you think? Do you think Phil will perform at the same level that he has in the past without Bones? I don't know. I mean, we talked about this last time a little bit. I think I think Phil is very much in uh he might just be in one man wrecking ball mode. Um, you know, he got rid of his swing coach, he's now gotten rid of his cat. Well, we I am assuming that he was 60-40 responsible for getting the for the separation with Bones. You know, I don't know. I, I think he's obviously such an accomplished pro. He knows what he's doing. Um, the relationship with his caddy is is going to be good enough. You know, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I don't think that we'll be sitting here thinking, wow, you know, Phil's game has fallen apart um, because Bones is gone. So do you think he was really a 60-40? Because, and, okay, no. he, here's, here's my point of view. It was a little, as you said, it was a little bit quick that he got scooped up by NBC Golf Channel, right? Like that was like, like it takes a while to to ink a contract, right? No matter what you're doing. And it seemed a little convenient that this thing all sort of I mean, played out perfectly. So I thought it was a conspiracy theory that Phil fired, you know, Bones because Bones wanted him to play. And I, I was being romantic about it. You were being more rational and you said that, you know, you don't, you don't quit a job until you have a better one. This is a infinitely better job than carrying Phil's bag. Right now, Bones gets to be a color commentator on the tour that he's worked on for his entire career. Well, it depends how much coin he's making. I don't think they make insignificant coin. And by the way, that was all pending Phil winning tournaments, which you said, and and we can all agree on, is sort of a finite thing. Well, I mean, watching Phil right now, he's two under. Okay, he's all right. Phil's going to finish tenth in this tournament. He's going to take yeah. home like one hundred eighty grand. <laughs> twenty of which goes to Bones. Do you think Bones makes twenty grand this week? Yeah, I do. I don't. No, not, I don't. Okay. I don't know enough. If there's I, any viewers out, or viewers, if there's any listeners out there that know this, that are part of the biz, let us know. What do color commentators make, or assistant color commentators, the guys on the ground, the Malpies of the world? What do they make per tournament? Malpies got a fat Rolex. I saw it the last time I was. At I TPC think they Boston. make more than twenty grand per event. They're they're on nas- they're on national television. I know, but there's like eight of them. How many of us are watching this? Do you think right they're now? spending a million dollars on the talent? Per week? I don't know. I mean, I think they're all competing for that talent, right? Fox learned that the hard way. Like Matt, right? we'll Matt Lauer's on we'll my TV every morning and he makes and like it didn't work million. out well. All right, well, Matt La- <laughs> Okay, that's a little different. But yeah, those guys get paid. I think if you make it to national level television, if you're, okay, if you're um, doing the swing coach segment at 2 a.m. on the Golf Channel, I don't think you're making a lot of money. I think you're there. It's the exposure, blah, blah, blah. But I think if you're covering a golf tournament, like a like a PGA Tour event, I think you're making some serious coin. Roger Maltby salary. Give me give me a minute. I'm taking the I'm taking the over on twenty grand per event. 
I mean, I could be very wrong here, but I'm taking the over. Celebrity net worth is. It's got to be over. It has to be twenty grand, dude. Come on, it's TV, man. It's it's the. I mean, this website sucks. It's not gonna be right. <laughs> what are you looking at? What what is this? Celebrity net worth. I don't um, think celebrity net worth has a big has a its finger bucks. on the pulse yeah, of the PGA I, Tour. Well, it you know, dude. Nor, nor, right, look nor up, do we, sir. I know. I'm just okay. All right, what does Jim Nance make for the final four? I think Jim a Nance million makes bucks like a per flat. tournament. What does he make for the Masters? I don't. I don't know. It's all clandestine. It's not. Yeah, I get that. But no, like Bones isn't Jim Nance. I'm not saying that. But Bones is not. He's not us, right? So there's a. So it's not nothing, and it's not a million dollars. It's somewhere in between there. And I would say for the PGA Tour on NBC, it's probably somewhere in the. Think about true. it. That's true. Bones is not us. I I paid. It's Bones. I paid eleven dollars. He get probably here. had. He probably had like all the networks jockeying for him. You don't think Fox threw some crazy number at him? Fox has Joe Buck calling golf. This guy was a free agent. Look, nobody understands the free agent market better than Fox. Just look at their news network the last, you know, nine months. I think months. Fox is out of money. Yeah. Well, they've, <laughs> they've been, right. So my point is they are aware of how important talent is to viewership. Look, he's a caddy. I get it. But he's also Bones. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I, I Don't be mad because you haven't been able to locate his salary yet. Well, now I'm just looking up Holly Saunders' Fox contract, and I can't oh, find that God. either. So, I don't, I don't think Now we're drifting off into a totally different world. Should we? We can talk Holly if continue, you want. But. Let's just continue the drift. You wanted to talk about Rory Twitter. Rory Twitter. You know yes. what? Here, I'm going to start. Just I don't because. know. Okay, Hang well, on. why don't start. you outline what, ha- what happened? What, what happened with Rory this week? My understanding is that Rory realized that he looked like an idiot in his little Twitter feud with Steve Elkington. Um, And he gave his phone to his wife and he said, change all my, and we confirmed wife, by the way, you were right. Um, He got married in a castle. I didn't know that. Sorry, Rory. Um, Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Um, No, he gave his phone to his wife and and did the mature thing and said, why don't you change all my passwords and not tell me what they are. So that's that. I don't, uh, I don't know. So, the, the article that I read was that basically what we've been talking about for the last, well, since we started the pod, was that the guy, we love him. He's just overly passionate and that passion leads him to say stupid things on the internet and because the internet never forgets, he has to like deal with that. Delete a tweet, meh, sorry. Like, you're still going to get that question in the press conference on Thursday of the next tournament. So, I thought it was interesting that he said that he was going to just quit Twitter. On the same week, by the way, that Ed Sheeran quit Twitter. Oh, no. For the same reason. What did Ed What did Ed say? Ed said people were being mean to him on social media and he wanted to quit. What a fucking baby. Ed Sheeran. Wait, you're going you're gonna to rock Ed Sheeran and not Rory? Ed Sheeran. Come on. Is famous beyond imagine. Wait a minute. Do you think Ed Sheeran is drowning in money? Whoa, whoa, who's more famous? Ed Sheeran or Rory McIlroy? Ed Sheeran by a factor of five. We're losing the plot. We need B-Dog back. Ed Sheeran has 16 million more Twitter followers than Rory McIlroy. Ed Sheeran is absolutely more famous. Ed Sheeran quitting Twitter is stupid. What does this have to do with golf? Nothing. nothing. You brought it up. Absolutely nothing. Rory needs right. to, on to, the next, Rory on needs to, the next. to have thicker skin and should have the maturity that, to just say, you know what? Right. I'm not going to beef with Steve Elkington on Twitter. Or you know what? Or the other way, just wake up and go, you know what? Who gives a shit? Now that you've had time to think about it, do you now agree with the fact that Elkington destroyed Rory 
maybe he just made him That was stronger. my point last week, that Elkington totally destroyed Rory, and every press outlet was just, like, slobbing the knob, saying that he somehow won that Twitter fight. And I was the first guy to say that he didn't, that he got destroyed, that Elkington won, and then a week later, Rory deletes his Twitter. Elk won, right? I mean, come on. Sure. Longs were on record <laughs> saying that. Okay, next topic. Next topic. Should we talk about actual golf? Yeah, let's talk actual golf. Okay. Let's start with the old-timers. Old-timers are fun because of who they are. Kenny Perry wins the U.S. Senior Open. U.S. Senior Open played in our state, beautiful Salem Country Club. That's right, Massachusetts. Which is not in Salem, Massachusetts. It's in Peabody, which makes no sense, but okay. They do have the witch, though, which is... The logo? Yeah, the witch. Yeah, it's great. Riding the broom. For those of you who don't know... Uh, Everyone like, knows. Like 400 years ago. Everyone knows. They burned a ton of women that we thought were witches. We? Horrific stain. Oh, well, the people that lived in Massachusetts. I, I'm out. My family was. They weren't even in this country, but. <laughs> Mine either. Your family was. I, I doubt it. But yeah, it we was were a in Ireland. Thing. And so this club decided to um, commemorate that by making it their logo. That's right. But yeah, it's a wonderful golf club. They didn't just burn them too. Sometimes they would throw Drown them. them. They would throw them through the ice. And the logic yeah. was if they could escape, it was right. proof they were a witch. If you floated, <laughs> if they threw you in the water and you and floated. if you died, you died. You were a witch. And then, so that meant you were a witch and then you had to be drowned properly. Yeah. Counter, counterintuitive. T- times we shouldn't make light the- of this. It was actually a horrific moment in our time. And uh, Well, it, anyway. we like to look, we like to prevent, didn't prevent pretend So, Kenny happen. Perry won the U.S. Senior Open. Yes. Uh, Bernard yes. Longer was shooting for his third straight senior major. Did not get it. I was shocked by this. How much money do you think Bernhard Longer has made? He, so he's leading. There is a FedEx Cup for the seniors. It's called the Charles Schwab Cup, which is like fitting. Um, <laughs> how much do you think for the investors? Bernhard Longer money. has won on the senior tour this year. It's July. Oh God, I feel bad. Um, I would say he ma- he's made um, he's made one point eight million dollars. Anyway, Bernhard Longer has made one point eight million dollars, and Kenny Perry has made one point two, and that shocked me because. I I mean, you and I love. Why golf. would that shock you? It's not that much. That's not that much money these days. Like Ricky, like second place, okay, in a standard PJ Tour event is like mm, I don't know six hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? Second place in a regular event, and and at the at the senior level, obviously there's less purse. But if you're longer, you're gonna win more of those events because the competition is much more narrow. I don't know. I think that it's not unreasonable to think that that guy could win yeah, I mean, six that's times like, this be, year. That would put him... So, Jason Day has won $1.6 million this year. Jason fucking Day. Do you know Phil, what? Phil has won $1.57. Bernard Longer is a strutting around the Senior Open, playing from the Whites in front of... They're not the Whites, 10,000 people. Not the whites. No, I know. But you get what I'm saying? Like, this is not... Bernhard Longer would destroy you. I, he would... In a fight. He would... In a fight and on the golf course. He would bend you over a barrel and take and you for all your money. Like well, the thing about Longer is that it's too bad they made the long putter illegal because that guy could have stayed relevant on the PGA Tour for... And I say too bad only because I'm a big Longer fan. Like, I think that the USJ made the right call. But that guy was like... He can still hit. He can still hit the ball with you know the lower third tier of the of the the drivers on tour. He's a great ball striker and he's got a great short game. It's just putting that let him down as he got older. I always love watching the Masters and seeing Longer kind of be there on the weekend. Yep. But putting putting obviously let him down. Then and then when the USGA made the call to remove the long putter. Um, that was kind of the nail in the coffin for him on the uh, the tour. But so wait, 
I miss you like you like the broom putter. No, I like longer. I hate the broom putter. I think it's the worst thing ever. But I said it's too bad for his legacy because that guy could have stayed relevant on the PGA Tour for longer had mm. they not outlawed it. Because he was like riding the line between kind of like couples did for a while. Yep. Couples came in third, by the way, in this. I know. But for couples, it was his back. Like couples pounded the ball. The length was his advantage. I feel like couples pounded a lot. He did. He did. He had to, right? Boom. His nickname was Boom Boom. Is that right? I mean, imagine if you had a fraternity brother and his nickname was Boom Boom. Yeah, dude. Like Bridgestone had a commercial. I don't remember that. Google I'll take, it. I'll Google take it right now. It. Google Boom Boom Fred Couples and let me know what comes up. My point is. This is a work phone. I can't, I can't possibly <laughs> Google that. Yeah. That's probably a good idea. No, but back to the longer thing. Like, no, I'm not advocating for long putters. I think they are. I don't like them. But he was doing it way before it became like kids were coming up on the AJGA tour, rocking long putters. Like he did it because his body no longer could putt the way that it was supposed to, but he could still hit the ball. He was still a great player. And then this whole like phenomenon of long putters came around. And and so this kind of came up around him. And he was one of the guys that said, hey, like, look, I'm just, I'm just trying to stay competitive. I'm not trying to cheat the game. I'm not trying to do anything wrong. I'm just trying to play can you cut me a break? And I agree with the USGA. It's sad that that happened. Yeah. So to answer your question, Matt, do I, would I have loved to see Bernard Longer play more competitively on the PGA Tour for longer into his career? Yes, of course I would have. Do I think that the USGA made the right call? Yes. I also think that Adam Scott looks better with a short putter than his long putter. I mean, <laughs> come on. Adam Scott's a good look. You can't win the him. Masters with a long putter. It's not a good look. Well, the, the, the long putter, I... I, I, think res- if, I, res- I think if Augusta National, they always save a club from the winner. I don't think they save the long putter from Adam Scott. I mean, I would assume he didn't. He wouldn't give his putter away after winning a tournament like that. Some people Spieth give. Spieth still plays with his like, putter from high I school. I don't know. Apparently, they asked for a club. He may have offered the long putter and they may have said, I'm sorry, Mr. Scott, we have no <laughs> we have no space for your long putter here. What, what do you remember about that tournament? The Adam Scott win? I remember it raining. I remember, I remember it raining at the playoff, end. Playoff with Cabrera. It might be the coolest Sports Illustrated pick, uh, cover of all time where the rain's like coming down. I know for a second, pretend there's not a long putter in his hand, but like it looks, <laughs> but it had the, the rain reflecting off the flash bulbs from the cameras. It was so cool. And from everything I've heard about Adam Scott, he is super humble. Um, not one of these guys. It's all about like himself and how awesome he is. So... I was happy for him. Um, I mean, after after Bubba, man. Yeah. It's good to no, see anybody I, I else. Remember, I thought you were going to say you remember being at um, being at your dad's house hitting drivers literally oh, off the Oh, I thought the, you were talking about the, the tournament. Yeah, it was – well, I mean, the, it's an experience. You're talking about my dad's Master house. Well, yes. Sunday. Master Sunday, of course. Crushing drivers into Honda RAV4s. A tradition. <laughs> A tradition. <laughs> A tradition unlike any other. Okay. Correct. Um we do have golf this week. We do have well, golf we had, this we week. We had golf last week. Let's yes. kind of blow through this. I, I think yeah. last week was um, when it is when it is the quick and national, and you have a pretty weak field. JT misses the cut. Um, whatever, you know. I don't know. We didn't watch. We were we were we, we were, were not in front of the TV. Uh, admittedly, where were we, Matt? I was getting a sunburn. I don't know what you were doing. Were you on the Swan float? I didn't go in the pool. There was a pool at this place that we were at, and it had a float that was a it was a, a Swan, right? It was a Deborah. <laughs> Her name was Deborah, and uh, I don't think either of us went on it. No, that was more for the girls. Um, okay, but so Ricky came in third. Ricky had nine birdies on Sunday. Great round. Uh, backdoor third, good for him. We thought he'd play well. Uh, Kyle Stanley, the winner. Kyle Stanley 
fantastic amateur player. Um, won the won the Phoenix Open in like like five years ago, maybe. I think blew a seven-stroke lead at Torrey Pines and then kind of just went away. Interesting story. I, I won't sit here and tell you that I know a ton about Kyle Stanley. I do recall that he is apparently like top 10 ball striker every single year and he is a outside the top 100 putter every single year and he is the most barbelled statistic player in that regard but he's playing well and um good to see he's had a good year i think he played well at the memorial he played well at the players interesting um i don't know we we do this every single week anyone can win any single week and cal stanley who knew like barely recognized the name when i saw the leaderboard the other day um and then he won and you you look into the stats you look into his game and so we talk about this so this is like our thing the pga tour is becoming saturated with unbelievable talent kyle stanley let me just read you his stat sheet here he's five foot 11 165 pounds he's from gig harbor washington turned, went, to, went to clemson went to clemson turned turn pro in 2009 well hang on i think at clemson was he has, he has, easily the best collegiate player right going at no, the no, time no. and i'm not knocking the guy i'm just saying like he's a average height average weight i mean clemson's a great school he's had two pga tour wins his best finish in the masters is cut his <laughs> best finish in the u.s open is 53rd his best finish in the british is tied for 39th and his best finish of the pga is cut so here's a guy who would be otherwise overlooked on tour as sort of a journeyman right and he is nasty he is so fucking good yeah he will break your legs in half on sunday and you will be curious as to why this guy hasn't won every tournament he's ever played yeah and this was our point that the the, the field's been stacked so heavily with these kids that are so good so talented well kyle stanley's kyle stanley's out there no kyle stanley can't putt what relative to what relative to other players on the tour on which he competes is it strokes game putting is that what you're talking about uh yes i i just think that look the kid is finally finding some gra- some 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 traction here i didn't mean and to hit a nerve with your kyle stanley fan club president here no, I, I just, just love I, guys i love guys that come up out of nowhere i do too got a great beard I, I, I like this it. guy i got i I'm very happy for Kyle, Kyle Stanley. Stanley. can't putt. Yeah, folks. Well, he can't. Gig Harbor, Washington, dude. I'm all about we it. We got a huge following in Gig Harbor. Left coast. Okay, let's talk about this week. Greenbrier. It's Thursday. Um, we're doing this post-round one again. We're big post-round one guys. Well, we some of us extended our vacations for a day. and I'm and sorry about that. I can't. Don't be sorry. You work we, hard. We all work hard. Man. It's okay. We um, work hard. Field, average, decent. Well, first of all, Greenbrier. Welcome back to the Greenbrier. It did not take place last year. Uh, floods in West Virginia. It was a terrible thing, but it's back. Course looks great. Field is mediocre. Uh, strong lefty field. We got Bubba and Phil. Phil's playing okay. I don't think Bubba's doing a whole lot. I noticed Bubba's like 120th in the FedEx. Guy. What do you think that's like? Do you think he's just in a slump? Do you think he's washed up? Hopefully. Do you think he's. <laughs> uh, what do you think it is? His game um, is so. His, I think when you have. I don't know. I'm not a swing coach. Got a weird fucking well, weird fucking swing. If you're swing, a swing okay? coach, yeah. Right. Looking and at he, Bubba Watson, I you think when might you, have a bit of an aneurysm. Right. But when you Bubba is obviously such a feel player, the most minor of muscle injuries or lack of focus or just a little bit out of rhythm, the the volatility on someone like him is probably just harder to correct, harder to identify, and more extreme than it is on 
someone with a picture perfect swing. And I, I, I think totally you're probably seeing some of that. And disagree. Here's why. This ought to be good. Well, okay. So for for years and years, right? Like Ledbetter was the guy. Everybody wanted to go down to the Ledbetter Academy and learn how to play Ledbetter golf and. They were fucking doing equations on their backswing and, you know, angles and degrees and all kinds of stuff. Bryson's in the field this week, by the way. (laughs) He is exhibit 1A. I think what makes Bubba Watson so great, and and the only reason, by the way, why I don't like Bubba is just because he's a colossal dickhead when it comes to talking about himself. He just loves to talk about how awesome he is. And I just don't like people that do that. Right. But, but goddamn, do I respect the guy's player? I happen to consider myself a guy that's not a very technical player. So to see a guy like Bubba, your swing's horrible, right? To see a guy that, that like Bubba <laughs> that, that wins golf tournaments, it's inspiring to me. So it's I, I love the guy's swing. I don't think he's playing bad because he's got a bad swing thought. I think he's playing bad because he lacks confidence. You really field, think that Bubba Watson field, lacks confidence? I think field players demand confidence because they don't have numbers to fall back on. Technical players fall back on their fundamentals. They fall back on their numbers. They fall back on their swing coaches on the range. And they say, is my is my trajectory within three degrees of optimal? Are my spin numbers within, you know, 200 RPM of what I'm trying to do? And field players are different. I don't know that Bubba Watson puts a fucking track man on the range when he warms up. I think he just hits shots. I think he just feels it. And if Bubba Watson's feeling good on Sunday, I pity the, the guys who have to play against him. But You're if, making my point. But but if he's feeling bad, not, not, not like a swing thing, but mentally, like if he's not confident in his own abilities, field players play poorly. He's had a bad year. Um, doesn't mean he's a bad player and doesn't mean he won't win no, more majors. No, but but he's, I mean, he's played in 14, he's played in 13 events. He's gotten cut in seven of them. So something's going on. This could be, it could be literally anything. Let's, not, anything. let's not take a guess. Um, you know what I think? Look, I, look, I'm, I'm not the world's biggest, I'm not going to hide behind the fact that Do you that think I'm, the fans turning on him at all has, there's been a slow drip of anti-Bubba stuff. We saw, I saw, I forget what tournament it was, so I can't reference it specifically, but he. Uh, his first Masters win when he was at the peak of the world. And then from that moment on, he was a slow. Well, like golf boys, everyone decline. liked him then. He was like a fun lefty with a weird swing and a pink driver. And it was like, all right. And then he had like the hovercraft and like, I don't know, people liked him. And then, I don't know, he's just sort of. People have seemed to sour on him. And I know yes. that uh, a couple weeks ago at an event, he, you know, kind of got into it with a heckler. I don't know. That must affect people. I can't imagine how it doesn't. I think maybe it's like, let's go back to Tiger. Tiger it's always about Tiger. Well, no, but like Tiger's a Jesus great example. Christ. Well, Tiger's a great example because Tiger figured out where he could perform. He was like, you know what? I perform at my best when I block out the media because I don't answer the questions I don't want to answer. And I won't high-five the people I don't want to high-five and I won't sign the autographs that I don't want to sign. Bubba, I think, was like, yo, this is great. We're on the tour and this is awesome and everybody loves me and I'm going to be Bubba. And Bubba being Bubba also means being a bit of a dick. And yeah, over the last, I don't know, the last five years or four years, it's been kind of a slow decline. That being said, every tournament the guy plays in, he's genuine. When he hits a bad shot, when he hits a good shot, like people still like the guy. So I think he's got a lot of upside. All Bubba's got to do is be a little bit more self-aware and just not be such a fucking, I mean, come on, Matt. I mean, he's, he's peers like him. They wanted him on, uh, you know, he, he walked with the team for the Ryder cup after not, after somewhat controversially, I didn't think it was all that controversial based on play, but you know, people thought he was going to make the team. 
he didn't, but he was there as a whatever walking captain they called it. I don't know. I mean, I, I it's weird to see players kind of spike and valley the way that they do. You know, we just mentioned Jason Day. He's only got 1.6 million in winnings or something. He's not playing a ton of events. He's got some personal stuff going on until he get that. So maybe not a good example, but I don't know. Like your point about swings and all that, I I would go the other way on you saying like, oh, like a field player will just get it back. Well, I don't know if that's true. I mean, a field player needs to go work on something at the range, right? Hey, this isn't going well. You need to go fix this. And if you don't have numbers or technicals to fall back on, it's going to be harder to find true north again. So I don't know. I, I think that we certainly are in no position to diagnose Bubba's struggles, but they're interesting. They're really interesting to me. Okay. Uh, other people in the field we got to talk about. DL3. DL3 making his yearly yearly Thursday charge. He's seven under today. Always good to Davis. see DL3. Nothing but love for him. Gentleman. Classic throwback. Davis Love, when I was a kid, was like, we all wanted that polo shirt with the gigantic polo pony on it. And he used to win Harbortown like every year. That's right. And yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. And I literally growing up was a huge DL3 fan. And then Tiger came along and I was still a DL3 fan. I mean, the guy's a fucking stud. He's actually won more tournaments than you think. Uh, he's won 21 times on tour. Well, 36 internationally. So 26 on 21 on tour, one Japan golf tour, and 14 other, which I can't. But so he is, a, but he is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He is a yeah, master. A, he is a, excuse me, a, a major winner. Gosh, is second at the Masters, shot, second at US the Open. The official podcast of not having accurate numbers. Research department. This isn't my fault. I blame you, Matt. You we'll, hired We'll get him. new interns. Captain of the Ryder Cup, by the way. We Quick acknowledgement. By the way. Last week, wild card. I think we, we pushed on the $20 bet. On, Your wild card was that Boo Weekly got cut. That's right. Boo Weekly got, walked off the course after six holes. So he didn't get cut. No. Cut himself. He didn't get cut. He did no. not get cut. That's true. That's true. But I'm not giving you $20. I demand 20 <laughs> Wait, whoa. He walked off. That's not a cut. That's a withdraw. A WD is not a cut. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> you owe me you 20 bucks. Take me to court. I will. Do you feel good about this? Do I feel good about what? If I gave you, if I gave you twenty dollars, would you feel good? About I feel it? great about okay. it. We have a pending Venmo charge. The Cash App. We love the Cash App. Except we don't. I use Venmo. If Venmo wants to sponsor this pod, uh, we'd be totally down with that. If anyone wants to sponsor the pod, I mean, Venmo would be great. That'd be a big. David, get. So, that'd okay. be a big. You want, you want me to pick for this week? Yeah, Lingmurth. Okay, so I wrote him. He's a down. total stud, by the way, and he's so underrated. It's pull, ridiculous. Pull up his last like eight tournaments. I'll pull it up right now. He's on fire. So I wrote this down. Had we had we had more time. So Lingworth's been in the hunt in the last. Let me see here. Hold on. Um, last last nine tournaments: fourteenth, eighteenth, seventy second at the Players, twelfth, fifteenth at Memorial, twenty first at the Open, twenty sixth at the Travelers, fifth last week, third now. Winning hundred grand a week, easy. Playing great. Funny player. Doesn't doesn't do any one thing particularly well. Um, Probably should have won last week, to be honest. I think was leading after all three days. He's kind of in like Charlie Hoffman mode right now, where every Sunday, whatever the magnitude of the tournament, he's there. Yeah. So my pick for the week, uh, this feels like a tournament where, I remember a couple of years ago, um, you know, Justin Thomas got his first win. Kind of in a tournament similar to this, where mediocre field and just kind of, all right, let the prodigy go and let's let's go see him get it done in kind of a, a safe, low-pressure environment. Spieth got his first win at, at the John Deere, which I think is next week. Uh, I'm taking my man Xander. 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 I, I love Xander. Played so well at the U.S. Open. How so, do you pronounce his last name? Schofale? 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 
Shuffle? I think it's Shuffle. Shuffle. I thought you were going to let me get out of the segment without butchering that. I, I am fairly I'm confident at it right it's Shuffle. Well, there's two Fs, so it's like. Anyway, I think it's, I think it's Shuffle. It doesn't really matter. He, fun fact, he and friend of the pod, Bo Hostler, had like a ridiculous <laughs> college rivalry where they played in like four straight finals. Uh, against one another and they like split them one two and two or something but you know really good young player um i would not pick him had he not gone six under today so you know full disclosure there dark horses uh but you know real quick though he is a one of the young players who i think people look to to you know not join the ranks or anything we think about guys like daniel berger like all right good player he's probably gonna win once or twice a year and matter be relevant maybe not be a superstar but gonna matter and be relevant uh xander's on the list uh who's dark horses dark horses yeah well i know who since you're is. gonna since you're gonna come up with some bullshit excuse for why your dark horse you know actually did really well because no no this i got mine right here sitting here yeah you're gonna take sebastian munoz nope okay who are you taking i'm taking brian gay 100 percent. why because he is literally the most underrated player in the field this week hmm. he's another guy that can't hit the ball very far but he has a lot of greens regulation and his strokes game putting uh, has been pretty good this week. So look, he's in the hunt. He's only three, he's three under, so he's six back. Um, but he's, look, it's a dark horse. And you know what? Unlike you, I don't pick top 20 FedEx Cup stallions as my dark horses. Okay. Well, I'm going to blow your mind. I've never heard of this player. What are you just rolling but the dice? What a name. You can't just roll the dice. What is this? Seamus Power. Seamus Power sounds like a from the Republic of Ireland is Seamus seven Power, strokes you know. back after one round. Is Seamus Power a golfer? I'm taking Seamus. He's not a golfer. I think Seamus was Seamus like Power is something else. Homer he's not a Simpson's golfer. fake name in in an episode. Seamus Power. Seamus, Seamus Power, Power went to East Tennessee State University. He won on the Web.com tour in 2016. Played in the Olympics for Ireland. Seamus Power. I don't think he's going to do anything, but friend of the pod, Seamus Power. That's it. We're done. Okay. We shall be back soon. For Matt, I'm Mike. This is the Alternate Shot Podcast, and we will see you next time. See you next week.